Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas. Welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. Okay, so this episode is our last episode of the year, and I really believed that it was important to have it be communal, be a community episode, and also do it somewhere else. You know, usually I'm by myself in my own little office, and I said, you know what, let me try something new. So I decided to host the podcast at La Bodega Brewing Company, which is located in Whittier. I'm going to plug it. This is my brother's and, and one of their favorite friends' brewery. Now, you're going to hear noise, obviously, because it is an establishment. Um, at first, it is not as loud, but then it gets loud. But we also get louder, which is wonderful. So, you know, when we decided to do this together, one of the things um, I said, okay, we're going to talk about two things, you know, and, but in the end, we only talked about one thing. And even that took a long time. And so you're going to see that we probably finished abruptly, but amigas, Stay tuned for part two because that will be happening for next year. So my beautiful amigas showed up and they showed up with such enthusiasm to tell us about their life lessons of this year. And of course, we're going to do part two and that will be our intentions for next year. And um, who are these beautiful souls? Okay, so let's start off was Diana Gallo. Um, she showed up in at the, I guess, in the tail end of the episode. And um, we had Amory Smith Esparza, beautiful, beautiful soul. We had Fanny Varela and Jessica Tapia. So you're going to love this episode because it is an honest, deep conversation. And I'm telling you, amigas, every single one of you out there 
needs to have these deep conversations, not the superficial ones of what did you do yesterday or what did you buy for Christmas? Those are not of high vibration. What high vibration is about going deeper. And that's exactly what we did. So please excuse the noise, the back noise that, well, it's on purpose, obviously, because we did it at a restaurant. But I know you're going to enjoy this episode. And amigas, this episode is actually right before New Year's Eve. And so I'm going to wish you the best of these holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. And let's just make it a big one for next year. Love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in every week with me. And I promise you, I promise you, promise you, I'm going to give you so much more next year. And like I said before, I had men and I am so excited to have more men on my podcast. So Thank you for everything that you've done. I wish you all happy holidays and I'll see you next year, amigas. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I'm excited because today will be the last podcast of the year and I decided to do this at a different location. It's not normal. It's normally at my home or at my parents' house. And today it's actually at La Bodega Brewery, which is located in Whittier. So give it up for Whittier. (laughs) So, and if you're ever in Whittier, California, come and check them out. It's called La Bodega Brewery Company here in the city of Whittier. So um, I had the privilege here of having my beautiful amigas. Both of them have been on the podcast and For the first time, I'm meeting one of my podcast interviewees um, from last year, right, Anne-Marie? Yes, it was virtual. I met Anne-Marie virtually in the year 2020, and it was love at first sight, as always. (laughs) And Anne-Marie is just this amazing soul, and I'm so excited that I'm here to meet her. And she's going to give us her tips. And and, and we also have uh, my sister-in-law again, back up again. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> Jessica, who is actually going to also give us our, our her tips and whatnot. As you can hear, uh, we're at the brewery. So there's going to be a lot of back, back surround noise. We are brewing. We're brewing. Yes. We're making it happen, girls. Amigas, so um, like I said, I wanted to really have this be the end of the year discussion. And as we tail, we're we're going towards the end of the year, we start contemplating on what's going to happen next year, right? But I think what is super important for each and every one amiga to do is to reflect upon the year. Because if there were mistakes that happened during the year, you don't want to repeat those mistakes. You need to dig deep. Okay, why did I make that mistake? And how can I make it better, right? And so I think that for us, the discussion will be tailored upon, okay, what was that lesson? Was it a mistake or was it a mistake? Was it divinely guided? Because everything we do 
has to be divinely guided, amigas. And so maybe this life lesson was a God-given life lesson, which I believe it's always a life lesson given by God. And so I really wanted us to come to that conversation. So let's let's open it up. I don't know who wants to go first. I mean, I think Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Because Anne-Marie, oh my God. Okay, you got to go back and listen to Anne-Marie's episode because let me tell you, this mamacita has been ordering everything that her life has been going for her. You know, everything from the mom- from ordering her husband, ordering her kids, everything, absolutely everything. So, has there been any life lesson this year for you? I mean, yes, 2021, yes. Yes, well, first of all, thank you. I'm excited to be back, and I just love, love, love this podcast. I think it's so um, inspiring for Latinas and um, something to look forward to and to learn from. But for me, for 2021, the biggest lesson was change, that it's okay to change. And this year, I had a lot of changes. I got really ill in 2020. And 2021 for me was about changing my diet, changing how I did things. And I let go of some companies. And at, you know, when our our companies were thriving, we had over 600 employees. And I'm one that, boy, once, once you have me, you have me for life. And I stick on to things and I hold on to them. And I, I do that even with property. I call myself a property hoarder. That <laughs> 2021 was about what was good for me and how was I going to be the most present for my family, my husband and my children. And that meant change. I had to change how I did things. I decided not to reopen some of our companies post-COVID and went down to four employees. We sold some properties, and that was hard for me because for 22 years, my husband and I have been real estate investors. But making those decisions has been the best thing for me. And if I had to learn any lesson in this, is that if I want to grow to bigger and better things, I have to embrace the change. And I mourned it. I fought it. I, my husband is a gem because he knew that he couldn't just say, okay, stop this, stop that, sell this, because I would resist. But he would throw it at me like, I invite you to consider, and I would I'd invite you to look at. And it took me a little while to digest that. And when I did, it's like it flowed. It's almost like God saying, enough is enough you you serve it served the purpose yeah and now i need you to do other things so once i embraced change i also started looking at relationships that i had that were toxic and that weren't didn't fill my soul and as sad as it is to pull away from those relationships i realized that i there's bigger things i want to do and i need to surround myself with the people who are, yes, we can do this. Yes, um, that's possible. Um, Yes, 
uh, I see that vision too. Not the, mm, I don't think so. No, you're crazy. I, I heard enough of that 25 years ago. And that didn't serve me. So, again, the biggest lesson was, for me, change was so important to move me to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we want to grow, we got to change, right? right? You can't stay the same. That means you stay stuck. And, you know, I love what you were saying about what your husband, he said, invite you to consider. Like, that's a beautiful invitation. He knows you, huh? He knows, oh, it's, it's very attorney-like because <laughs> one of our, our good friends is an attorney and he always says that, I invite you to consider. So we adopted that. I don't like it when he uses it against me, but it's all good. But, you know, sometimes we need that in order to, like, because if we resist, whatever we resist, it persists. Yes. Period. Yes. And I think our ego gets in the way oftentimes when we, but no, I, no, I don't want to give it up. I really love it. And I found myself that same way with with Soul Cycle, mm-hmm. like avid. I mean, as as little as small. This is not you even big. I was in it. I'd been in it for years. It was my saving grace. It was my my place to be. And then when things started changing, as much as I resisted it, you know, I had to go through and change. And now I have found a different location that actually does a different type of workout and I'm like well who knew what a blessing that a, a door was shut here another one opened exactly right yes and you don't get to experience the open door until you allow that last one to shut yes yes I think yes. sometimes we easily forget that there's only just like there's only 24 hours in a day there's only so much that as a person, as a human, that you have the capacity to do. And the beauty of losing something or, or removing something is that you make space for something else. And you don't sometimes see that. You know, you, you, you fill yourself up with stuff that you don't need or that don't serve you, but at least you know you're busy and you're full and we get caught up in the idea of being really, I have a lot going on, I have a lot of purpose. But when some of that goes, always, if it's in your nature to, you know, if if you attract and, and you want more, the more that's gonna come, especially if you're now more intentional about it, is going to be so much more in your lane because you're so much different now than you were when you created those relationships 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, as someone who's, I, I've been through something similar where now I feel like, and we talked about this last time, sometimes it gets lonely when you let go of these things because you're so used to collecting, whether it be properties or people or things, whatever you collect, whatever it is, right? You're so used to being so full that when you lose a little or a lot, you mourn, and you mourn so hard. But in that mourning, there's this beauty of, of like, well, maybe, yeah, funny, right? When you realize I didn't need it. Right. Or I didn't even want it. Right. Like, why did I fill my time with that? Yeah, yeah, because you you just kind of go with the flow. Like, sometimes yeah. you just go with what's- We want autopilot. Yeah. And then it just becomes the norm. And yeah. Then, change is it becomes too hard 
Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's so on point with what I was going to say. So I was like, as Anne-Marie was talking, <laughs> I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. Yes. Mine is going to compliment what you Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I think we are collectors. Unbeknownst to us, we're collectors. Well, now it's no. We collect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, because, I mean, and, and collecting can be a real beautiful blessing and a benefit, but then it's also... Collecting. Oh, hoarding. Hoarding. Exactly. I, I went on this thing this year also that my deadline is December 31st to purge. So I'm almost at the end of purging. And a girlfriend of mine said at first because she knew I was struggling with holding on. And I'm a really organized person, but my office and I had some storage containers that just threw everything. So my house always looks organized, but I had containers of stuff. And she says, Emery, it's like expired fruit. How long would you keep a rotten orange or a rotten apple? And she goes, I know you throw it away the minute it shows signs of expiring. She says, all of that stuff has expired. And that was so good for me. So it feels so good now that I've donated things, I've given away things, I've thrown away things. And leaving room, like you said, for the new things and creating that space. Yeah. And my health improved. Is that weird? Like, yeah. It goes hand in hand. But it's not weird. Right. You're right. <laughs> no, you're right. It's like not right. it it makes sense. Yes. Right? Yes. Except when you're in it. Yeah, except when you're in and it. And then when you're out of it it's like, oh that, that was oh. a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. like, oh, now I know. Oh, okay. But even when you're out of it, you're yeah. going to miss. You're going to, you know, have those moments where you're going to regret. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. Do you know what happened, too, is I looked at some of the properties we sold. And one of our things is to subsidize properties for people. And what I realized is that at first the intention was really good and you're helping and you're supporting, and when it expires, you begin enabling. And that's a big lesson for me too, to not let it get to the point where you enable, because then you don't allow other people to grow. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that takes a lot, and that's not just you, I feel like that takes a self, a continuous level of self-awareness that is so hard when you're living your life, right? To constantly reflect to constantly reflect on every action and every move and every that's just not realistic but the fact that you can reflect on that now and say I was enabling that will just make it easier for the next time you'll recognize it much quicker doesn't mean it won't happen again right but you'll be you'll have the wherewithal to say oh I recognize this pattern and yes yes (laughs) now here's an opportunity to make more space Right. And yeah. create the boundaries at the beginning. Boundaries. Yeah. Create those boundaries that we're going to do this to support you, to help you get on your feet, or to help you buy a home, but it's going to end or expire at this point. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, so many life lessons here. I mean, I know that not, was all so good though. Yeah, it was like, it's just, I think it encapsulates just about everything, you know, because I think every action has a reaction and there is a lesson to be learned in everything and you either stay stuck or you change you know what's interesting about this and Anne-Marie I just met you today but 
you know, Anne-Marie is, is we, are probably, we, we are in different seasons in our lives, right? I have two little kids. You don't have... Uh, I have a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old. I have an 18-month-old and a 4-year-old, right? <laughs> but, so our se- we're in different seasons, yes. seasons in our lives, but it makes me feel so great to feel that these struggles are, are always, it's part of life. And I've always said this. Happiness isn't easy. Happiness is work. You want to be happy, you make the changes. You put yourself in situations that you're not comfortable in, right? You push your boundaries. You push other people's boundaries. If, if you want to be miserable, do nothing, ruffle nobody's feathers, and remain the same. And at every season in your life, you with your 16 and 17-year-old, me with my 18-month-old and 4-year-old, we're still having these same struggles of we're trying to change, we're trying to create boundaries, we're trying to reflect. No matter at what stage you are in your life financially, emotionally, with as, as a mother, as, as a parent, you're still... It never... One thing is consistent is change. It's, it's never going to end. And I, I think Jackie and I were talking about this before. I'm a big believer in you only get what you order in life. Yes. And so many of us take the time to order off a menu at a restaurant or order our drinks, but we settle and we don't order our life. And... I expect to have a happy life. I expect to have happy children. I expect to have great children. I expect a great relationship. And I just turned 56 uh, Wednesday. And I told my husband... Happy belated. Happy belated. I told my husband, it's so interesting that we've had such a blast raising our children. Our daughter's going to go off to college next year. You will. You have to expect it. Yeah. But I okay. ordered that. And I every minute, people would tell me, oh, wait till you get to the terrible twos. Well, they came and went, and they're like, oh, wait till they get to school. Well, that came and went. Wait till they get to middle school. Oh, that's that came and went. Wait till they're in high school. They're not going to even want to have anything to do with you. That has not happened. I, I can say, hey, I'm going to Costco, and my two kids will say, Mom, we'll go. And then my husband, okay, if you guys are going, we'll go too. We're going to Costco. No, it's I like mean, a family field trip. Costco, you get you get, you get samples. <laughs> you, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. My kids love going to Costco. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a family it is. trip kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But it's my like point is, at my age, I, I'm not going to work to be happy. I expect happy. I expect every day to just be fun. And we wake up like, wow, it's a new day. What are we going to do? But that's a better word for it. Maybe I'm, I'm using the wrong word when I say work. I mean, that expectation has to be there. But then you also put in the work to meet that expectation. It's not like you just request it and sit there and do nothing. You engage. And you make it you make it happen. And you yeah. make yourself better yeah. every day. You don't just My like lay on is, your bed and you're like, oh, yeah, no. so let's yeah. be happy. Oh, right? They're going to be great. As, she, yeah. as, as, she, as, she, as she's laying off. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Like, it's I'm going to be real thin when I don't want to work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. No. But let's not forget, yeah. Marie, you put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. And you, and it goes back to when I was pregnant with our daughter, I was wanting to become a superintendent of schools. And 
I made the decision with my husband, one of us would take a step back in our career to raise these children. So, and, I, and I'll step back a little further. My husband was told he could never have kids. He adopted kids in his first marriage. So I knew these kids were truly a blessing and a gift. And I stepped back and I ended up with a separate career that was phenomenal, but it allowed us to have me stay home with the kids. And then my husband, we lined it up so he could retire three years ago. So our whole goal was to be present for these kids and enjoy every moment and take them to school and pick them up and really enjoy them. So. I think you're right. You do the work. You you think about it. You plan it. Yeah. You look you at what act. you want it to look. And you have you to act. act. And that's what yes. I meant by yes. that it's hard. And maybe yeah. I don't mean it's hard. It's no. rewarding, but it's work. You don't you just say, do I wish, and there's not a genie no, in the no, bottle. Exactly. There has you're to. your own genie in that bottle. That's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> you got to take action. Yeah. Yes. You got to take action. Yes. You got to take action. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because you can't just sit there and wish, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. But you do the work and you line it up and it, it's planning. And So when, when you, you were saying you expect, it, was there a process you had that looked like, you know, would you set an intention or what would that look like? So I write down what I want every year. A list, and I started this like years ago. January, New Year's. I do it right after Thanksgiving. Okay. I don't know, something about between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that okay. time just uh-huh. seems like a real good goal time. And I take a piece of paper and I just write down real fast what I want. At this yeah. point, I'm assuming you, but you've been oh, contemplating been, it oh for a long time. A long time. <laughs> I write it and then I narrow it down to, you know, um, like right now, on my list is I want a home in Laguna, and I want it overseen. I want it on a cliff. I want it to have six bedrooms. I want um, it to. Oh, you get real specific. I get very specific, I love that. and I say that. You have to visualize it. So with my children, um, I have a picture before I found out she was, I was pregnant with Caitlin. A picture of a little girl with a head bow on, and. It was on my vision board as I drove into the garage every day. That was there. So I had the intention, so I wrote it board. down, oh, yeah. and I put it, a picture of her on there. And I followed that method to this day. I write down exactly what I want, and I break it down into five areas. I do have spiritual, community, um, relationships, um, financial and spiritual. Well, that that leads to me because I do a live vision process, and I have my students. <laughs> that's what I do. My students go through that after a meditation, a live vision meditation, and then go straight into writing underneath those major topics. So nice to hear that you do the same thing. And your topics can be anything that's important to you. There's no rule on that. But but things happen twice. First, um, in in visualization and then second in reality so once I write it down and I find the picture that matches like I I wanted a Louis Vuitton bag so I got a picture of myself with the Louis Vuitton bag and then lo and behold I end up with an employee who works for Louis Vuitton and gifted me the Louis Vuitton so wow it's, it it's kind of magical, I want to say, you know but what? it's intentional. You know what's so funny is that I've done that a few times in my life. The first time I did it, it was really silly. 
in my old career, I was having a, midi- a meeting with like this really big client that that we were really nervous about. And I remember the night before in the morning of visualizing what I wanted that meeting to look like, sound like, feel like, what I was going to wear it, what, what I was going to be wearing, what it was going to tell me when I walked in, everything. I walked out of that meeting very just did this very just did this just happen did did I just totally predict my future and and what's crazy is even as I'm hearing you now why don't I do that more why don't I do that talking about this in your mind there's a reticular activating system and once you put it to words and a picture that kicks in in your mind and it starts moving things to make that happen so as weird as it sounds you intended that to happen and then it happens and i tell people get excited about that feeling like wow that was really cool that that just happened and you apply that to every part of your life yeah oh my goodness this is awesome conversation we just have another amiga who just walked in her name is fanny varela and uh, so she's one of our team members uh, for our event. Let me tell you, amigas out there, we have a beautiful empowerment event of badass amigas on March 18th of next year here in downtown Los Angeles. So Fanny Varela is part of it, and we're so excited to have her here. And I'm excited to be here. Yay! So people are just going to be, you know, walking in and sharing. So this is amazing. I love that. So, Fanny, uh, we were talking about um, a life lesson, you know, and so Emery was talking about change. That was like the biggest life lesson for her. So I know you just arrived and now I'm like putting you on the spot. (laughs) She's like, no, I'll hold off. (laughs) I have to to ponder that one because there's many. (laughs) You know, I mean. And change is a huge one, and, and I think that also correlates. I mean, I'll, I'll just say my life lesson was like, I have learned that God is working miracles behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, I, I, and I've known that, but I believe this year, especially, I've seen the magic. Like, it's, it's almost like I cry just thinking about it. Like, I'm like, what? That really really did that happen and 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 it's 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 so beautiful and and i acknowledge even in the the most difficult things just this whole covid thing and how i'm a very much a person that doesn't really go align with what society says and not because it's on purpose but it's because i'm divinely guided you know, spirit is telling me one thing, and so I'm going to go with it. And I, in this life lesson that I've learned is that that no matter what, I am divinely guided because God is working behind the scenes. Yeah. And isn't your life magical? Yes. Because of that? Yes. And it isn't that we don't have problems. I think we just look at it as, okay, it's in your hands, God. Yeah. And I'm going to trust it. Yes. And I know that it's happening for me. Yes. Whatever that is. Whatever it is. And it's just that little shift in attitude that goes from a miserable 
mindset to a very magical Absolutely. mindset. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, I, I, I mean, I wanted to make it short and simple, but my life lesson is that I know that God is working behind the scenes for me. And um, so I, I truly believe that. Um, you know, in all the, the I'm not going to say barriers or boundaries because there aren't any barriers and there are no boundaries in my mind. Detours. They're, they're just detours. Uh, it's just a way to pivot. It's just like, okay, God, okay, all right. So you don't want me to go there. Tell me why. Show me why. And then knowing that God is working in behind the scenes for me, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I'll have dreams and I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. Or, or maybe I won't dream about it, but then I pray on it and I, and I start like, okay, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. And life is going to keep going no matter what. And I'll just find another way of doing it. You know, I'll find another way of doing it because I'm divinely guided. As my therapist would say, you're working with your higher brain. You're yeah. so connected. You're so aware that you're seeing everything that is there but most of the time we're so busy or distracted to notice yeah so now you're seeing it even in your dreams yeah I mean that's a level of connection that I would hope to one day yeah I mean and I don't dream very much but when I dream I'm like okay and I remember and I'm like okay well then hmm what is that all about? And for some strange we- reason, sometimes I don't know, right? And But when it unfolds, I'm like, <gasps> okay, all right, I get it, all right, cool. All right, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We've had many moments where <laughs> now I see Jackie today and she would have visions of what's happening now or what's happened to her now or within her family and it's so crazy because that you know she was already connected then and she was seeing two three years from now so i i can attest to what you're saying because i know you know some things have happened and you visualize these or you dreamt about this yeah 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 i completely did dream a lot but you know when i was a kid when i was a kid it was hard to take when that would happen it was hard to take because Oftentimes, my visions were very, very huge, drastic, very drastic. And so the music is going to start. So It's going to be great music. It's going to be great music. So we're going to vibe. It's gonna we're be vibing great. right now. We're going to be dancing. We're going to be dancing. We're, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that's why what you just said, because I heard Joel Osteen say that every dream has been put in your heart by God. Yes. And he already knows how to fulfill it. Like it's going to be fulfilled. Yes. So that's exciting. And so many people dream and then they're like, ah, that's too big. Yeah. But nothing's too big. Nothing's too big. The thing is too big. Nothing. Sometimes it's us getting comfortable with, you know, that, that, do I deserve this much? Exactly. Yes. Why am I dreaming so big? Why am I not happy with this? Yes, or I should be content. I should. Oh, yes, oh. yes. Oh, Deberías de agradecer. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, mira, tienes, tienes, uh-huh. tienes un uh-huh. trabajo. Uh-huh. Como quieras más. Yeah, mal agradecida. Uh-huh. How do you want more? Mal agradecida. Mal agradecida. That's just cultural. Yeah. It is. Yes. So, amigas, that's cultural. You know, the, this podcast is all about breaking down cultural limitations. So, when they say that, 
¿Más quieres? Sí, quiero más. ¿Más? Y, y Dios quiere que yo tenga más. más. Yeah. Dios quiere más para mí. Yeah. Yeah. Y Dios And quiere it's más never enough. Never. That's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When you get right? there, yeah. it's not enough. I know. When, I want more. When, really, you're saying... When you say this is enough, that means you stopped growing, you stopped learning, you, you stopped die. living. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. think about, right? Yes. Right. Like, oh, this is enough. Yes. And what are you going to do with the rest of your however many years you have left? Yeah. Stay stuck. Or stay just stuck. stay in the same place. Stay in the same place. One of, I know this is cheesy, but one of my favorite movies is World War Z. Brad Pitt. And in this, he says this one quote. <laughs> he says this one quote. Mover es vivir. To move is to live. As you cannot stay in one place. You just can't. Whether and not not physical. You know whether it be emotional. And, and you just can't stay in one place. Yeah. To move is to live. Yes. You know once you start moving right when people retire they stop having purpose and they all of a sudden you get ailments and this and that. You always have to have purpose goal somewhere. And they say people who stop and don't have any more challenges in their life or goals that, that you know, ailments do physically yes. start coming upon yes. you. And, yes. Yeah. Because you, your your mind controls so much more. It's so much more than just a muscle. Yes. Yes. It, oh my goodness. Yes. Right. Way more than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Life lesson for you. Okay. I would say, so I didn't say this. Someone much wiser than me said this. But if you don't... Wise, no, not wiser than you. Just as wise as me. Okay. Someone... I love that. Just as wise. If you don't... Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. So now Diana's here with us. So she's here with us, and she's also going to give us her life lesson. <laughs> okay, here's mine. If you don't, and it's not mine, it's everyone's, but if you don't transform your pain, you will always transmit it. So whatever, whether it be adversity you experienced, negative self-talk, it's there, and until you deal with it, So stop numbing it until you deal with it and face it and figure out why it hasn't transformed into growth. You will always transmit it in every relationship you build, in every conversation you have, in everything that you do, it will be there. And for me, I feel like, I don't know, for some reason that sentence was so empowering because it all of a sudden gave me this sense of urgency to feel like, why am I carrying this? so long because it's affecting everything I do and every relationship I try and build and every existing relationship that I try and maintain because it's there. Whatever my pain was, right? Whether it be something I was carrying that happened to me or whether it be something that, that, that any adversity, if you don't transform your pain, you will transmit it in all you do. Yes. And that just made me realize the importance of reflection And calling yourself out and being able to be honest with yourself. You know, the, the most intimate conversation you have is the one that you have with yourself, where you really call yourself out in the privacy of your own mind and you say, Well, this was wrong, and like, this you could have done better. What? And what were you thinking? And I have those conversations more often than I'd like with myself. But 
I'm realizing that this is my process for now until it gets better, until, you know, I change. This is my process for now as to how I reflect and how I transform. And I know now not to shy away from transforming it because then I will constantly transmit it. And sometimes for me that means spending more time on my own and less time with others because I consciously now know I'm transmitting this adversity or pain that I'm carrying and I need to figure it out. And and for me, it's been the process of maybe kind of going within myself, becoming a bit of a recluse and not in a negative way, but spending more time with myself to figure out why is this a pattern that I'm doing or why is this something that I recognize that I do often or whatever it be, but figuring it out where I can tell you the past years I would do it and just whatever had happened and then I would do it and do it again and do it again because I never reflected on it. I never processed it. So I kept on transmitting it in everything that I did versus really sitting with it and thinking, well, why am I doing this all the time? And how can I transform this with a small change in behavior so that I stop transmitting it, so that I stop getting that whiplash of whether it be emotional baggage or 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 what you know really whiplash of my actions emotional Emotional whiplash of the actions that I take and that's what happens when you don't transform your pain you 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 carry it with everybody and with everything that you do and it's almost almost like a badge like a scarlet letter and until you spend time with yourself or however it is your process of working through it and transforming it then it stays and and that made me realize I don't want there's certain things that I do that I, I I'm consciously aware of that I want to change so I need to make the effort to transform those things so that I don't transmit them in those in those relationships I've now made space for that are in my future right right so for me, that's big. Yes. If I don't, if you don't trans- transform your pain, you will transmit it in all you do. Yeah. So transform that shit. Transform <laughs> that shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Only on Amiga handle your shit. Transform that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes. yeah. And and I then I, I thought of two because the last time you asked me to think of two, choose yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to choose you as much as you are going to choose you. And that is my intention for 2022. This year, I did a really good job after I had my son. I, I did a really good... Pandemic really helped me kind of... We were locked down, so I was really choosing myself, making time for myself. Then we entered, you know, a new venture, and we opened a brewery, and I got all these excuses to not choose myself every day. Even today, right? I got to wake up early, I got this, I got that. None of it was about me, but it was for others, people I love, but it was... But I'm, I'm starting to feel like my body isn't getting the same attention, right? My health isn't getting the same attention. Because I'm getting busier, but because I'm not being intentional with my time and and literally carving out time for me. And if I don't choose me constantly, nobody else is gonna do it for me. So 2022 for me is choose you, girl. Nobody's gonna choose you more than you. So choose yourself. Amigas, choose yourselves always. Because there's always gonna be, you know, and my husband is an amazing man, but he's always like, babe, I need you to do this. Can you help me with that? And I'm always like, yes, 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 yes. But I could still do all of that and be like, you know what, babe? I'm not available until after 10 a.m. because 
yeah. I have things to do. And that could be my time where I choose myself, where I get my fitness on, and I choose myself, and I put my body first, and that's what makes me feel good. Yes. So I, you create a boundary to choose yourself. Yes. And I took, you know what's so funny is it, it was so hard for me to even begin choosing myself because I remember, you know, once I had my first son, people were like, what do you, what do you mean? You're, why are you working out? You need to be with your son. Like, you need a babysitter so you can work out. Yeah. Or whatever it be, right? Cultural. And then I got comfortable yeah. with it. But then again, I, I I I love being needed. I love people. I love my husband. Like making oh baby, you help me so much. And I'm like, you tell me what to do. I'm there. And it got you know two three months in. We've opened this brewery, and I've lost. I, I have not been choosing myself. I have not been putting myself first. And I know that when I choose myself. I'm a better mommy, I'm a better wife, I'm a better everything. So I need to do a better job of choosing me because nobody's going to do it for me. Nobody. And you know how to do it. I do, but yeah, I do. I finally got in the rhythm of doing it. So I'm comfortable with it. It's just, you know, life. Life happens. Life. Life happens. And then it took, I've been, I've been out of, you know, choosing myself a good maybe three months. But I, it's taken me three months to realize, oh my God, I stopped choosing myself. I'm hoping the next time this happens, because it'll happen again, it's maybe less time, right? Yeah. And eventually it'll, it'll be to the point where I'll be so aware that I'll know probably daily when I'm not choosing me. That's right. Yes. I'm just not there yet. And yes. sometimes what happens is culturally, we're so about serving others. You know, our, our moms instill in us, serve your husband, serve your children that it's very natural not to choose us. Right. Um, my husband was very good about probably 10 years ago now, 15, said I needed a full-time housekeeper. And I was like, oh, I got this. I can do bathrooms and I can back. But it also, like, do you ever feel like, I didn't deserve that? I did it 15 years ago. Now, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> all you day long. to be spoiled, yeah. to be helped. I'm the, I have help for everything now. I, mean, I, I hate to say like I have a dog nanny. Why do you she has a dog nanny. But that's beautiful. It's taking my husband to say so I've my, gone the other direction. My husband will be like, just have someone with him these days. And I'll be like, I can do it. And one day he was like, you know you don't get a trophy for any of this, right? Like, oh, good point. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's just habit. Like, I saw my mom doing it all. I can do it all. Yes. Yeah. I think all is looking different to me now. It's very yeah. different now. The, the, just the, the way we work, the way we, we have businesses, we help our husbands. I know I have help for everything now, and my husband really has created a monster. Um, but I'm with you. I love that because I, I'm in line with, i got to choose me. I'm going to choose my children. I'm going to choose my husband. That's the choice. But also being able to take the help means you're, you put your ego aside. Yeah. And, yes. and, and you're okay with saying, I can't do it all. And I don't need to do but it But I think when you delegate... Things like all about delegating. Yeah. What can I delegate to someone else so that I can focus on what's going to bring me the best return? Yes. The best ROI. Yes. Goal. Those are my goals. Is to be able to eventually feel like you know what I don't have to do the laundry, unlock the dishes, and right. do all this stuff and do all. You know, I'm. This is what makes me happy. This is what keeps me in the best state of mind. 
If I could just focus all of my energy and time on this, this is all I will do. And if everybody else can somehow have a hand in helping me do the rest, why not? Perfect combination. Yeah. I know. But it's a different environment than the one we grew up in, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Where, no, you work, you go to school, you do everything. You don't need anybody to help you. Don't be, don't be, you know... Don't. Uh, what's the word? Get the get the crest. 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 Get the I, my free time, um, you know, at one point we had a, a, a live-in for our kids. I got to real. I played with my kids all the time. I did homework with them, and it was all the fun time that I got to focus on instead of washing dishes and doing the laundry and cleaning. I, I never I know. Was I'm miserable when I'm doing that stuff, but I'm like, oh, No, and I, I don't like that doing really dishes. That's so bad. Bad. I'm totally counting like you said five, five I said twenty. Yes, yes, yes. Always, yes. always. You eliminate all and of that. Always do more. You eliminate you all of that. Yeah. And that's what my husband says. He's like, I just want you to be happy. I just want you, you to be happy. Uh-huh. 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 Choose. And you're happy when you're not doing laundry and I mean let's face it. But some people I laundry say is it happy. Now. Yeah, some people like some people yeah, like laundry. Some yeah. people really legit do. Yeah, like no. I don't I really like washing dishes. No lie, it's I don't I know. like any of it. I know, no. like people are like, use a dishwasher, and I'm like, mm, it's just not my jam. I, you know, I. So, but if I could have everybody else do things I don't like, it's like running a company. I don't know why we thought about it any differently. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I, we talked about this at my the last time Jackie and I got together for Amiga Handle Your Shit was. When you're not choosing you, you're waiting for somebody else to choose you. So it's you're constant disappointment. Right. Yes. You know? And you're putting your happiness on somebody else. Yes. And then it's, at the end of the day, you kind of have to really call yourself out and say, well, I'm unhappy because I didn't choose me. Right. And I think that's what makes it easier to choose you because... piss. Now I know every day that I'm not choosing me, it's a conscious choice. I'm like, okay, it's on me. At some point, I just got to get back into the habit of choosing me. But it's nobody else's fault but mine. And that then really helps with that, the accountability, you know, when you recognize you are your choices. And you know what I think the root of it is when it comes down to making that choice is giving yourself permission. Like, that's where it starts. Because I think we feel like we got to ask for permission, like, hey, can I kick back today? Hey, or even to yourself, right? You got to ask yourself. Could I not do laundry today? And it's like, just give yourself permission to, like, choose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Twice a week. Exactly. Part of my mission board. To go get that membership at the gym. Yeah. To go get that soul cycle class. Yes. Like, don't ask. Don't wait for someone. Just say, I deserve this. And I'm going to give myself permission. And then, boom. Yep. Because for me, I think that was a difficult part. It's just like going, like... Like, I felt like I had to ask someone or talk to my husband or talk to, you know. And now I'm like, why? Yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah, just do it. And and you know what? What I have found that the cool thing is that we do that to ourselves. 
we're all married. Yeah, we're all married, and and I see my husband's like, just do it. Right. Yeah, my right. They're just right. like, what? It's right. my, my internal just monologue us. of like, no, you gotta do this. You gotta. Yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. It's us. We're the ones who are we choosing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah. yeah. Why do you need to do it now? Because, yeah. right? I was doing all these other things. I'm like, you know, mom of the year. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the guilt still lingers after. You know, when you do at times choose yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I remember, actually, Jessica, you said it perfectly. Give yourself grace. And when, and, um, when you were on the podcast last with Jackie, and go, wow, yes. Give yourself, you know, because... Sometimes again, you know, when you choose yourself, the guilt might linger after. And you sit in you sit in that guilt, yes, but you're like, whatever, like, I worked out, exactly. I got my facial, it's I'm like, guilty. Like, <laughs> okay. The guilt will go away. Yeah, the guilt the guilt goes away. The guilt goes away. Guilty as charged. There you go. Yeah. But you know what my husband used to say, what if you look at it from a different lens? What if you look at it as you providing a job for somebody? Yeah. And then oh, that so switched it. I know. It switched it to me because all of a sudden now I'm providing a job for he knows how the you people think. that help me. Yes. Because he knew for me, I'm not interested in that. I could do it all and then I'm pissed off at the end of the day. <laughs> but if but I'm did helping, I'm helping somebody by giving them a job and bettering their life. And now it's been 15 years and I see these, these amazing team that I have and their lives are better. Yeah. So that's the good feeling. So that helped me. Oh my God. I love this conversation. So I know Fanny, you're next. You need to tell us. Okay. (laughs) One of my life lessons is learn to trust yourself. You know, believe in yourself because then the regrets happen after. I mean, I remember in college, for example, and I know that oh. <laughs> yeah, in college, <laughs> I um, we date ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, way back when. Way back um, when. I remember coming back. Well, I moved away. I went to San Jose State freshman year, and then I wanted to move back just simply because I had a boyfriend in Los Angeles. I had my parents were oh you know, we miss you. Oh, okay. And of course, initially first semester, I, I did go through that little freshman blues where you, you get homesick. But toward the end of the year, I was having a fabulous time and I should have stayed. And I told myself, you know what? I have to stay. I want, but then I didn't trust myself. Yeah. I, I, I just like, no, the right thing to do. I, you know, my parents want me back and the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to go because uh, my parents, you know, and then I have this boyfriend. And he's in there, like, yes. And so for all the amigas out there, trust yourself. Trust that that feeling yeah. that, you know, mm, yeah, that intuition the is there intuition, for a reason. Exactly. Your, your intuition. Trust it. Because now I have to admit, I mean, I, I think back on the time. And, and, but again, it was a lesson because now 
I when even little things, you know, when I, I second guess myself or doubt myself, I go, no, I have to trust myself. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it is difficult at times because you know you just like, oh, should I? Could I? Oh, what would happen? But you do trust yourself. I mean, because you know, if you have that feeling, your intuition. You know, move forward and make the right decision for yourself. Yeah, that, that's the, that's like I think that's the beauty of being a woman. We are highly intuitive, but yet we don't follow that intuition. We don't listen. We don't listen. Yes. Jane, Jane Goodall said it well. And as Fanny was talking, I'm like, oh my god, I just sent this quote to a girlfriend. It actually doesn't take much to be considered a difficult woman. That's why there are so many of us. <laughs> and I, I find this often when I choose me or when I follow my intuition and I get I draw a hard line between no this is what I want I realize other people men whatever are like ooh, ooh they're not very comfortable and I can I know, I know what makes them uncomfortable and the old me would be like I mean no 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 it's okay actually don't worry about what I just said I take it back right but now, like earlier, for example, you know, we, we are we are doing a project and I met with the architect and I was like, well, I want this. And the architect, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it, but he was like, oh, you're just like me, you're difficult. And I was like, I just, in my mind, I reverted back to this quote, like, wow, it really doesn't take much for me to be considered difficult other than just like tell him what I want and I'm paying him to do this job. I didn't know that would be considered difficult, but okay. Now, like, and would you say that to a man? No. 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 I don't think so. No. no. But that's okay because I, I reveled in the fact that I recognized what was happening and I was okay with it. Like, yeah. okay, I'm okay with you thinking I'm difficult. Get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And that, as I get older, that comfortability and making others uncomfortable. Like, me, if I make you uncomfortable, I would like to get to the point where, I'm sorry, if I'm making you uncomfortable, it's not my issue. That's yours. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I am who I am, and I've, I've worked really hard to get here. And if, if what I say is too much or too little or not enough or, or too the right way or too the wrong way, whatever, like, that's for you to figure that's out. On you, not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I really, that moment happened, and he said it, and I was like, that's on him. And I let it go. And I, I remember that being a moment for me where, and that just happened, right? That being a moment where I was like, all right. It happens mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. especially in male-female relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. which is sad. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. It's like, because it doesn't take much. Yeah. No. It does not take much to ruffle feathers. Have an opinion, ruffle feathers. Yes. Disagree, Please ruffle ru- feathers. Ruffle lots of feathers. Yeah, yeah but feathers make for a beautiful scenery. There you go. Right? Yes, like, look at why do you want a plane on sky when you can have feathers? <laughs> exactly. You can just like, oh my god, look at all yes. these feathers. But you see, Jessica, you trusted yourself, so you are going to get what you want in the long run. Yeah. You know, no, so he redrew. Yes. Yeah, he redrew. Yes. But I remember, like, I think my initial. Luckily, I'm taking time to respond. My initial feeling was, I'm offended. You know, and it was like, was but then I thought, you know what? If this is what he considers difficult, say la vie, because yeah. I'm just telling you, you what like I want. Yeah. yeah. You asked me, I told you, and, and it was not, it was literally nothing. It was like, 
it was like, oh, well, what about this? And he was like, just give me a second. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you're just like me. You're really difficult. And I was like, okay. Like, but you know, I was not, it just, because he didn't even, I don't, I really don't think he meant like to hurt me or anything. He was just being who he is. Yes. You know, and I, I, I meant like, oh, you, you know what you want. Like I do. Yeah. But his choices probably, yeah, his choices were, yeah, or, or maybe he's been called difficult, right? And he sees having an opinion and having a vision is difficult and he's a really talented architect. And if that's the case, then I feel bad that he feels he's difficult when he's just talented. So this is great. This is a great thing because now you have compassion over how he Totally. I was like, feels oh. and believes. Yeah, all this yeah, in right? instances, right? You're just translating this emotional, like, and then I, I just didn't respond, which is tends to be my go-to right now until I get better. I just try not to respond. And you're so cute because I would have said, well, that was a nice flashback to the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> and Marie calling him that would have been on it. Because I think one of the things that we don't... I wasn't prepared as a powerful woman, and I say that now, the reaction that men would have to that. Um, My husband and I laugh. We have never bought a car together. He buys his cars and he'll call and say, hey, I'm at the Ferrari place. Do you want to come and see what I picked out? And I'm like, sure. Or, and I bought the cars I drive, but we support each other, but we've never gone together. And people find that so weird. So the last car I bought, I bought a, a, a Porsche Carrera convertible. Ooh. And the salesman, I, it was my but dream she has, car. She has lots my of dream, cars. I have lots of cars. She's got a lot of cars. <laughs> but the salesman said, um, did you want to call your husband oh and see God. if it was okay? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So I, I, I looked at him, and I kind of laughed. I said... Here's his number. Do you need permission from him? <laughs> he probably did. Legit, I, he probably did. Right? I, I was like, and then he looked at me, and I said, my husband is going to laugh at you and say, I'm surprised you're still standing and that you said that in front of my wife. <laughs> but, but we're not we're not groomed. We're not prepared. We're not taught how the world will react to powerful women. And I, I love, you know, that you digested it. And, you know, that's my response now. Even when my husband, like, if somebody comes over and says, uh, you know, did Amory make dinner? And my husband will laugh and say, she does all the cooking. She's in there right now barefoot making tortillas. <laughs> she hangs her That's a nice, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like, that's a nice flashback to the 1800s. And yeah. yes, good, get, you know, get your yeah. little giggles out, yeah. chuckles. But you, you kind of learn how to navigate. Yeah our role and I think that's so important as we teach that to our daughters and our sons you know my son will say some things sometimes just to get a rise out of me like keep it up chuckles keep it up (laughs) (laughs) there's this there's this before I started on this journey one of there's this it's called the optimist creed I don't know yes Yes. but in it there's this one line and it gives so much and gives so much energy to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others and I'm not good at this by any means 
I criticize all the time internally, but and I'd love to eventually, in my dreams, like in my future, that completely goes away in my mind, but right now I'm not there yet. But that very moment that happened with this person, and I thought, okay, as my therapist says, how is it making you feel? Why is it making you feel that way? Like, I don't have the energy, nor the time, nor the wherewithal to focus on him and what he's saying it. I need to focus on me and why I'm feeling this way and how I'm going to respond and what it means to me, right? Right. There's so much, all that energy and focus that I would have spent on him needs to go to me right now. It needs to go to you. Because I need to feel like why am I... Because you. Because I'm choosing me. Yeah. Exactly. Give so much self, give so much attention and energy to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others was where I went. Like, okay, well... And, and I sit with it. And I probably, I'm sure you could read it in my face because I'm very expressive, but I, at least I didn't verbalize anything. I was just like, <laughs> my mind was working and I was just Quite like. Quite evident that he's okay because yeah. he came and said yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's the contractor. Oh, okay. oh yeah. No, he has everyone. He was just watching the, 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 the parlay. Uh-huh. He was watching it go back and forth. And, you know, and. But just like sometimes you, know you want, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. of your life, and, and, and I am the architect of that's, my life. Yes, right. And, and I'm a very visual person, so now I bring that to the table, knowing no. And then I remember I drew it out, and he was like, he high fived me, and he was like, whoa, a little architect in the making, are we? And I was like, no, I just I have put so much energy into, like, for me creating a space. Like people come in here and think. Oh, it's nice, and like this color was probably three, four months of time because I go down that rabbit hole. The ceiling, everything for me is like okay, maybe for you it came naturally, for me it came with a lot of hard work and time. You know, I don't sleep that much, so when my husband's sleeping because he sleeps more than I do, I'm in my bed like I have a mood board for every idea he's had or I've had, so I'm ready. You know, I'm just like, but that people don't see, oh, that's taking time. So I, maybe I'm, I'm talking to this architect about his role, but he probably wakes up effortlessly doing it, you know, and I, I put in three, four hours before I met with him to be able to be like, hey, I thought about what I want my home to look like. Yes. Yes. And I think creating those relationships that you, you value somebody's ideas, somebody, male or female, moving into that direction where it, it isn't just my way it's let's let's work at yeah. being you've, harmonious you've got to be flexible this. for sure yes and and I don't have a lot of room for the type of personality anymore where you know I, you. I had staff that you know my construction company I ran it and some of the staff would go to my husband and say uh, your wife said this what are your thoughts and my husband is a gem. He'd say, you know, Emery owns a company. Yeah. I, I just get to play. Yeah, I just get I, to know, play. I get to play. And he was he was confident enough to say that. Yeah. yeah. And then we would laugh like, really, the nerve of him to come and ask you? I want. I hope is this because you're Latina and he's Caucasian? My husband's Italian. Um, oh, just maybe yeah. A, a lot of my Latino workers. Mm-hmm. Go to the yeah. man. Yes. yes. Go to the man. Yes. And, yeah. That's and, cool. and Matt would always say, you know, I'm not the boss of her. <laughs> like, 
don't get don't let her catch you coming to me for yeah, you know like hey, two parents. I love that your husband has embraced you. I think my husband and I are working on that. And but like the meeting with we met with the architect, the contractor. It's my husband and I. My husband now just goes talk to the contractor and the architect and I are the ones going at it. But there's been times where my husband's still like, you need to stay in your lane. Like, but I'm like, but this is Whoa. what I do. This is my we're working on that you know right. we're a, right. a younger couple in right. our marriage yes. and we're and I hear what you say and I think oh, I hope one day to be there where he's like my wife is badass at this like go girl you know yes. right now I think even with the brewery you know he's like you need to let me figure it out I know you know the answer but you need to give me space to make those mistakes and you need yeah. to stay out of it and you, and you'll you navigate that you do because you do you know there's there's a balance that you play. My husband is very secure in who he is, but I also respect his position and I highly admire him. So there'll be people that'll say, oh my gosh, like you are brilliant at real estate. You don't know shit about real estate. But I let, I'm okay with him getting all of those accolades because I know we built it together. And he knows we built it together. And and at night, we'll laugh and say, my gosh, they think I built this. Yeah. And I said, and it's even funnier that we let them believe that you built this. Because we built it together. I will say what you're saying. My, my husband at night will now say, like, you know, I appreciate everything you do, right? He now has gotten to the point where every night he's reinforcing. I think he knows I need it right now. Because I'll work, work, work and be like, am I being too much? Am I like, do you want me to end? But he's like, babe, you're, if you if you're too much in a good way, don't worry. And now we're we're navigating. You do. You us. do. I mean, we're we're 20 years into this marriage, and and you find a way. I mean, I I have the utmost respect and admiration for him, and I know I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at if it wasn't for his support. Right. Right. I, I do. I mean, when he met me, I didn't have any college degrees or anything, and he had a master's degree, and I just was in awe of him. So you come to a place where you love that person so much, but together you make this work. And it isn't it isn't him, it isn't me, it's together we build this. And we, we do that in front of the kids, too. Because my daughter will say, Mom, you're such a badass. And then I'll say, you know what, babe, it's your dad. Like, your dad is like the wind under my wings and lets me fly. So that you, you can, I can teach her the balance. Because yeah, balance. she is phenomenal, and it scares me to death who she's going to end up with. Because she's going to eat them up one side and down the other. <laughs> So now we're at the place of know your place. You can pretend to be a good cultural Latina girl, but inside I know you're a badass. So it's, it's navigating. But you get there, and it's just having those, you know, this is... This is what how it works. This is how you want your relationship. And it sounds like your husband communicates yours with yours, especially him telling you like, "Hey, let me figure this out on my own." The fact that he even expressed that to you is such a gift. Yes, because he's saying, "I appreciate what you're saying. It's awesome, but let me figure this out." And then, and he so he's setting a boundary with you. And then you get to set boundaries yeah. with him. Right. And I love now. Yeah. If he doesn't great. tell you that and you keep going, you should do this. Yeah, you should right. do that. And you know, be like, oh, my going. God. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably 
totally a problem solver. So you get in like me, you give me the problem, I'm going to solve it for you. And sometimes they just want to solve it. I'm mad if you don't take my advice. saying that, I also felt like he's giving me information that I'm not a problem solver. Yes. Which is the norm for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you don't have to think about like that problem. To, I like to just like you go to the gym. I like to be on the passenger seat sometimes. You know, I just I, I personally like to be on the passenger seat because I'm like I don't want to drive. I like to drive. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to leave here. I just want to be like coast. You do it. I don't want to. And that's and that's. But you have a husband who likes to drive. Yeah, and I'm like I'm good. You know, I'm like I'm like. Because I already drive in so many areas yeah. of my life that when I get the opportunity not to drive, hell yeah, I'm not gonna drive today. I'm gonna spend more time with you. Yeah. And she'll let you drive. She'll let you drive. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll no, don't let me drive. You drive. I'll just. <laughs> She's not gonna drive. She's not gonna drive. I won't drive. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, take me. <laughs> so, so then we we drive together. Yes, you guys drive together. So, okay, so now we're on to Diana, our lovely amiga here. So we're talking about one life lesson in the year of 2021. As you can see, the conversation has gone like from one place to another, but it's been beautiful navigating this conversation. All right, can I give you two? Yeah. Okay, life lesson number one, now that everything's reopening and we're in L.A., Give yourself two hours to get wherever you gotta get. <laughs> it took me so long to get here, and I was like, "What is happening?" Like the minute I left my house, it like the streets were packed, the freeway. I'm like, "Okay, we're back to normal. Things are back to normal in LA." So that's my lesson number one. Lesson number two is I, I've been practicing this lately, and I I love it. It's been transformational, and that is. When you get an inspired thought, it's super simple, right? When you get an inspired thought, like when you're in the shower, that's when I get a lot of inspired thoughts. And it could be something simple like, you should you should text Jackie. Text Jackie about that idea that you just had. And then you might think, well, why would she listen to me? Or she's probably too busy. Or uh, why? I don't know. Like the fear pops up or the self-doubt. And so the minute I notice that voice in my head saying, don't, why would you Why would you text her? Like she's busy. Or why would you text her? It doesn't. This is a silly idea. This is so dumb. Then I notice that thought and I go, okay, that's fear popping up. Yeah. I had an inspired idea. It came from the universe. It downloaded to my brain. Fear popped up. I'm going to ignore the fear, and I'm going to text her and and say what I wanted to say and see where it goes. And so every inspired thought, maybe not every single one, but at least once a day, I'll think of, like this morning, I was walking my dog in Hermosa Beach. Beautiful morning. The waves were huge. I mean, it was a beautiful morning. I felt very happy. I had an inspired thought to take photography lessons and I'm like where did that come from and why is it such a powerful thought at this moment and then the fear popped up or the self-doubt why would you take photography lessons you're all over the place girl you're a yoga teacher a makeup artist a modeling coach a model a this a businesswoman uh why are you going to be a photographer now 
And I was like, no, I don't know why, but why not? I love this idea. I'm so excited about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna contact my friend who's a wonderful photographer, and I'm gonna ask him to give me lessons. I don't know where this is gonna go or what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna freaking do it. See what happens. So the inspired thought, when it pops up. Fear will pop up, self-doubt, notice it, and maybe even think, like, why is this popping up? Okay, this is, uh, you know, a limiting belief of some sort, and then just do it, and just see where it goes. Yes. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do right now. You know, I think, I think, uh, you know, going back to what Danny is saying, is that, it's that, listen to your intuition. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.